Hey Abnormalities, welcome back to Normality has Left the Chat. I'm your host Colin Hool, or Winnie, and thank you for joining me as we kick off this next episode of the podcast. <sighs> All scripted intros aside, welcome back. I am happy to bring you guys another episode of this podcast. I'm having a lot of fun making it, and I'm going to change up the order a bit. Instead of going from scripted break to unscripted, it's going to be current event to break to... um main topic, and the main topic is going to be suggested by you guys, the listeners. And today's topic is going to be relationships. That That's great. Um, it's not going to be a very happy-go-lucky episode, so if you guys don't like that, then you might want to leave. I do value your listening, though. It, it would be really cool if you guys would stick around. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm having a lot of fun making it. And so, of course, we're going to start off with current events. It's probably going to be political. Current events is probably always going to be political. So you can skip over this to the next segment if you do not desire to listen to me ramble on about politics for maybe 10 minutes. Uh, of course, I'm not going to be biased. I do have views on either side. Republicans are assholes and Democrats are crybabies. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. And it's just like... I, I like taking the best of both <laughs> the best of both word words wor- worlds. Wow, I'm so good at this, and I just mesh them together and I just give you my views. So, without further ado, let's get right into the current events. Whoa, everybody look out. You are now listening to Winnie News at like 11.19 or something. <laughs> the This segment for current events is going to be a little bit shorter. I just want to address the, uh, the midterm Democratic primaries. And, you know, who I am supporting because, you know, that's what I said I'd get into from the last episode. This will probably only be a few minutes, maybe, and then we'll just, you know, take a break because I need a break after like four minutes of recording, and we will just, after that, get right into the main topic, relationships, which I'm excited about. I hope you guys are excited too. Okay, so, Kamala Harris, that's who I'm supporting. I can't vote. Of course I can't vote. I'm not old enough to vote yet. Crap. I just said that. Um, but I guess it was kind of obvious. But Kamala Harris, she's a senator, uh, and she just, one of the main reasons I'm supporting her is because she supports, uh, giving, um, an extra boost to the middle class. You know, being part of the middle class, that kind of appeals to me. I I think she's got a lot of spunk too, a lot of moxie, which is something we need in a president. I know last episode I talked about how you need a mix of being productive and being a good guy or a good girl, you know, whatever. And you, if you mix the two, you get to be a you get a good president. That's why that that's where Trump and Obama lacked. Trump doesn't have that nice guy thing, and Obama didn't have that get things done. So if you, so it's like if you had added the nice guy to Trump, or you added the productiveness of Trump to Obama, you get 
a good president that we would have had. Uh, so Kamala Harris is in her early 50s, and she's running for president, you know, obviously. And I think that she's definitely my pick, if I if I could pick. Um... You know, because I've experienced a lot of the hardships of the middle class. Not not the lower class. I I will admit, I've never been part of the lower class, but I am part of the lower middle class. And I really don't like my situation. Where I'm stuck. Whatever. In, in Keen, it's just... Like I said in last episode, like on the Halloween vomit story, uh, how it's just not good there. And it's only getting worse. But you see, here's the thing. This is a lot. It does cost a lot to live in Keene. But it's most street corners there, alleyways. They're just littered with heroin, and I have to live there, and I have to experience some of the horrors. And I've witnessed stuff in that city that I that I shouldn't have even seen at the age I saw them. So I feel like an extra boost to the middle class would help a lot of people out in my city and all across America. Now, of course, there are going to be some people listening to this who are upper class. Definitely not the 1%. I don't think... I think the 1% are too busy burning money to listen to this. But if you are, you know, part of the middle class, part of the lower class, hello. I know how it feels to, to feel broke, to be broke. You're not alone. And as much as I support republicans i also support democrats and i feel like what the country needs right now is a democrat not like a far left one just one that supports the people that need it instead of passing a law that boosts the one percent which is which is as a person in my position it's a pretty shitty thing to do intentional or not uh it deserves all the backlash it got so yeah, that's just my take on what to do for this presidential election, and I'll get more into it next uh, episode, where the next episode's theme will be politics and all of that, so, I, so we can talk about that, but this episode was actually requested by a listener of mine, and I'm going to deliver it to them because I said I would. And this is how it's going to happen. So we'll just go right into our break. Um, I, also, they requested the break song. So enjoy some Careless Whisper. Because, you know, relationships and Careless Whisper, even though this is a sad episode about relationships, not like a sexy one, but, you know, whatever. Enjoy some Careless Whisper, everybody. Alright, welcome to the main topic, everybody. Relationships. Woohoo! Let's get into it. Um, so, I feel like everyone has their relationship prime when they're, like, in middle school, high school, and, you know, you never really settle for anybody. You, you think you've settled for someone, but they just end up leaving you because they lost interest. Um, they'll lie to you. 
and everything. They'll they'll lie that they they still like you or whatever. They'll lie that they still love you, but the, and they'll just lie to get out of the relationship. And when you find that out, it breaks your heart, and you wonder why do I date? I'm done dating for a while, and then you the moment the opportunity comes back up, you do it again. You and I think it's because with all these hormones going through our body at the time, it just it affects our brains in ways where we feel like we need to be in a relationship. I've been in lots, you know, but I don't think that that should affect my judgment. I'm not going to say dating is great, because it's not. It can really mess up someone's life if they're not careful. And I don't really care who you date. I don't care what your sexuality is. Love is love, you know, unless it's like pedophilia. That's that's not something I support. But if you're gay, you're gay. If you're bi, you're pan, whatever. If you're asexual, aromantic, whatever. If you just don't like dating in general, you're better off, really. <laughs> because you'll just get your heart broken. So... You're just dating someone, right? And things are going great. Uh, you know, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you a story about the best relationship I've ever had. Ever. It wasn't the longest one. It A long relationship isn't always a good one. In fact, long relationships can make you feel trapped. Especially if you don't know how to leave them because you care about them still, but care about them to the point where you don't want to hurt them, or you don't want to. You don't. They're popular, so you don't want them to go and ruin your reputation. But yeah, this is a story of the best relationship I've ever had. It was eighth grade, and. My school did the, split the year up into quarters. So basically, it was quarter two, I had health class. And I don't know, I, I started liking this girl. I'm not even going to make up a fake name. I'm just going to refer to her as like this girl. So I like this girl. I like this girl. Uh, not, not as much as I would come to like her in this in the same point later but you know that sentence made no sense but whatever and you know I started talking to her because you know I was like gung-ho what's the best way to get closer to someone you like is to talk to them I've always found that you have to become friends with someone first before you date them or else it's never gonna be a good relationship if you just jump into a relationship it's always gonna end in like I'm dating you because you're like hot but I really don't know you and it's never good to date someone you don't know so yeah so I started talking to her at first she was she thought I was a complete weirdo she was like we're not friends we're not friends at all what do you mean and I'm like uh. so but after a while we we came to being very good friends and I don't know there was a period of time where I was a huge asshole to her. Not intentionally, but like, 
I went through this phase with her of, like, really wanting to date her, but she still wasn't sure how she felt about me. And at this point, I had, like, confessed my feelings to her or something, and she was, apparently, she didn't like me that way at the time. So I was kind of heartbroken, and see, the thing is, she lied to me, basically. Sorry if you're listening to this, by the way, because me and her are still friends. I apologize to you if you're listening to this, but this is how it went um she lied to me saying that she sort of liked me but then one of her friends mutual friends with me was petty and told me that she actually didn't like me like that and she was just trying to make me feel better so i brought it up to her and then i made it like the scumbag i am i made it into an inside joke that that i enjoyed and she didn't so basically, every time I'd see her in the hallway, I'd go, I'd go, you lied to me. And she laughed. So I was like, you know what? She's enjoying it. She's enjoying the joke, Colin. Keep going. I was clueless. And so, you know, there was a period of time where me and her wrote letters back to each other. Because, you know, old-fashioned stuff is always good. So yeah, we were writing letters back and forth, and it was, it was cool, but in one of the letters she expressed to me how she hated what I was doing with that joke. And it was like a smack in the face, but I didn't blame her. I actually was not mad at her at all, it was all on me. Because I was like, she's right, Cullen. Why, why would you even think that it would be okay to do that to say something like that after everything and you know that it affected her that much you still thought it would be okay to make a joke like that an inside joke an ongoing joke no less and so after a while i guess she warmed up to me a bit and we dated for like a solid two months Woo! but it was it was amazing. She had this little um, plush dinosaur. His name was Theo. I was the dad. She was the mom. In fact, at the end of the year, when they gave out custom awards to the uh, group of kids that I was in, uh, it, they were really funny. It was a joke, and basically, it was based on your impression during the year, and I got Dino Dad. Uh, that was really, really fun, and I liked that. However, I, uh, well, before I get into the sad stuff and why we had to split, I, I think I'll just talk about for the good stuff, talk about the good stuff for a while, because I have plenty of stories to share with you guys about relationships. So, you know, she understood me. I was able to talk to her. Uh, she was a complete weirdo, still is a complete weirdo. Again, if you're listening, you are a weirdo. You're going to have to deal with it. You're an abnormality. You listen to my podcast, which automatically makes you an abnormality. But, you know, you were one without this podcast. So, hello there. Uh, I hope you're doing okay. Um, no hard feelings about the breakup. I still love you as a friend. Uh, oh my god, Colin, you're such a cuck. Um, <laughs> I just... She understood me, and then, because she had never dated someone with anxiety 
before, like me. So I think it was hard for her to, you know, have to deal with someone who believes things that aren't true. Well, I guess that's delusions. Someone who believes the worst will happen 24-7. Who, It's like paranoid pessimist disorder. That's kind of what anxiety is, paranoid pessimist disorder. And I... And she didn't know how to deal with that because there were some times where I feel like she'd flirt with one of my closest friends while we were dating, and I wasn't mad. I really wasn't mad at either of them. It was more my anxiety saying, Cullen, you know what this means, right? They're flirting, and my friend, this friend, is a lot more big than me. He's bulkier. He's got more muscles. He's taller. He looks like a naked mole rat in the face, but from the neck down, he's cool. Uh, yeah, so I just thought the worst, paranoid pessimist disorder. So I was, so I was scared, even though I should have had no fear that she would leave me for Bergen. Oop, said his name. Nah, you guys won't see him. And if you look him up, uh, well, if you just look up his first name, you'll just get a city in Norway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I should have had no fear that she would do that. She didn't, ever. In fact, she held true to her word. And I was just being a scaredy cat, really. And my depression, my clinical depression, which is um, sad boy disorder, I, I wasn't able to stay happy for her all the time, and she made it clear to me that when I was sad, she was sad, and how she kind of relied on my emotions. Now, for someone with anxiety and depression, that's a lot. And I'm not blaming her. You know, because I'm like that too, but... If she really relies on my emotions like that, that means she was anxious and depressed 24-7. And that's, like, not good. And that's kind of why I split with her. I'll explain it now. Because... I wasn't being my best for her. I was in a very rough point in my life. I still am. I'm probably going to be in a rough point until the day I die, but that that's fine. I'll just get used to it. Uh, yeah, so if she really relied on me like that, that means she felt what I felt, and that's no bueno. That's not good. People don't deserve to feel what I feel on a daily basis, you know? So, I just felt like... I did what I had to do. You know, things were rough for a bit, but me and her are very close friends now. Um, she actually ended up uh, finding another boyfriend real quick. That didn't feel good. Well, it felt good at first because I was like, "Hey, you found someone who makes you happy. That's all. That's good. I'm, I'm as long as he treats you right, I'm happy." And then, as the days went by, I just got more and more salty about it, and it just led to me. Having a, like a manic depression episode on her over text, which I don't want to get into, really. But, yeah. It may, this relationship, I said, it's the best relationship I've ever had. And the way I've described it, you guys are probably like, oh, that sucks, Colin. <laughs> that was the worst relationship. But the fact that she could understand me and that I could go to her about almost anything made her the best girlfriend I've ever had. And by far, 
she's the one that made me hurt the most when breaking up with her. Actually, she didn't make me, but it made me feel really bad breaking up with her because she was such a great girl and I knew what I was leaving behind when I did. But I knew that she would be better off without me. So yeah, that is the story of the best relationship I've ever had. Let's talk about one of the worst, or one of the ones, well, the worst that seemed like the best while we were, while I was in it, but when I got out, it was actually the worst. Um, I don't know if this girl will be listening to the podcast. Uh, I don't, I really hope not. <laughs> not, not because I have anything against her. Me and her are cool now, you know, we're not friends, friends, but you know, we like, we don't hate each other anymore, I don't think. So, yeah, but fair warning, if you're listening to this girl, if you're listening to this comma, girl, comma, uh, I don't hate you. I hate the relationship we were in because it just caused pain and suffering. It was like World War Three after we broke up. So let's just... So I'm going to talk about that for a bit. Uh, seventh grade. This one happened in seventh grade. Uh, the hot, the hot point, the hot spot of this relationship was around winter. Uh, I felt like this girl could understand me, and she could, and I felt like she really loved me, and I really loved her, but it turns out that I was being a bad boyfriend alliteration. I kinda just, I guess I was making her scared to tell me things. I don't know how, because I was like a five foot two skinny pale boy who was like six, maybe four inches shorter than her. So I don't know. It's not like I could do anything, even if I wanted to, because I'm not an abusive person. But I just, I don't know. The problem that I had with that was, now I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying, this is uh, that relationship that I was in with her is actually what gave me most of my relationship anxiety today. What what it did was it caused me in all relationships from here um, probably until the rest of my life <laughs> to believe that people won't tell me if I'm doing something wrong until after the relationship has ended and they try to use it against me. See, the thing is, I just wanted to do my best for this girl, but as it turns out that... Well, it turns out that I was doing a lot of things wrong, but she didn't tell me. And then when the relationship ended, she went and talked shit to everyone. And I was just like, well, you can't really use it against me that I was doing things wrong if you never told me that I was doing things wrong. You made me believe that everything was all peachy. And now I can't trust anyone in a relationship 100% ever again. So... I'm really sorry if you're listening, and to anyone listening, if this sounds harsh, but literally, now, if we ever dated, I don't trust you. <laughs> well, I do on some levels, but I don't trust you to the point where I trust you with my life, because I don't trust anyone with my life anymore. Anyone? Colin, like, you, you, you don't trust anyone? No, I don't trust anyone. I don't, I don't trust my dad, I don't trust anyone. Because, trust me, 
people, there are people out there who I think care about me that would most likely choose a million dollars over my life. Now that sucks. I really wish that wasn't the case, but seriously. If they were given a choice, okay, what do you want? Do you want Cullen to live or do you want unlimited riches? We'll just say unlimited riches. They'd say unlimited riches, and they'd just take the guilt for the rest of their life. And you know how much that sucks? That someone I trust could probably choose money over me. I mean, I get it. Unlimited money. You could do anything with that. Anytime you needed to pay for something, the exact amount just showed up in your wallet, showed up in your bank account. That's great. But I'll just say this now. You can't put of value on human life. Human life is priceless. If I was given the choice between a random stranger, drug addict, homeless person and unlimited money, I'd go with the person because a human life is worth infinity times more than any amount of money. Sure, their life is bad and they may not want it. But there's always a chance to come back from whatever you're going through. And you can't put a value on human life. But the thing is, there are people all across this world who do that. And I feel like that's exactly what dating does, is it puts a value on humans. It causes humans to look at another one and go, Oh, that's a piece of meat for my viewing pleasure, for my kissing pleasure. And I'm not innocent. This is this is how it's been for me. I'm giving you my perspective. Dating puts a value on humans, the human soul, and human life. And that's not a good thing when you're a child. When you're an adult, you know how to handle putting a good value on someone because you value them, right? But when you're a kid, all of this value that you want to put on someone, it's like a boulder and it crushes them. And that's why it's better if we all believe that no one should put a value on anyone. And when you look at your boyfriend or you look at your girlfriend, that you look at them as a human being and not your piece of meat. I need to be better at this. Everyone needs to be better at this. We put a value on... I don't... I'm being real right now. This isn't, this isn't a joke. Like I said, this would be a very serious episode. You can't put a value on humans. You can't put a value on life. Sure, sure, I'll use this. We go to the store and we buy a plant. Yeah, we put a we put a price on life. It's fine, it's fine. Right? Cause, you know, it doesn't it's not sentient, it's living, but it's not sentient. It can't feel well it can, but it can't hear, see, touch, any of that. It can't experience those things. So it's okay. We can sell it. We can buy it. Yes, that's true. You can. 
but when you think about it, we cut down trees, right? Because, oh, they're not sentient. So we can't... So it's, it, we can't feel bad, right? Well, think about this. Trees are the only reason you're here right now. <laughs> well, not the only reason, but they're one of the only biggest reasons you're here right now because they breathe in your shitty carbon dioxide and they give you oxygen. Have you ever thought about that? If we cut down all these trees to make paper, to make cities, make room for cities and stuff, we're not going to be able to breathe. Have you ever thought about that? I feel like people don't care about how intricate, intricate this world is and this life is and how we are made to be in it or it, it or it is made to have us whatever your point of view on that is it's amazing whether you're atheist a muslim a christian a buddhist a hindu a wiccan it doesn't matter what you are whatever your view is on life are you have to admit how intricate this world is and this brings me back around to dating of course in the way that we take something so complicated for granted take something so complicated and try to make it so simple we look at another human being who has a brain too the complex human brain they have organs and they can think and they can feel and they can touch and they are living and they are sentient so if I value plants so much of course I have to value a human tenfold of course I've been and I've experienced harassment, bullying, all of this. But. This is why I have strong views on this. Because I was treated like I was less than human, of course. And I haven't experienced racial discrimination on a grand scale. Of course, so I don't know how that feels. However, I have experienced discrimination based on my sexuality and suppression of my religious choices so i can't i can't fathom anymore how people can just put a value on anyone you can't do that by god if you put a value on someone that decreases yours and I don't mean value, like value on your human life. I mean the value of your ego and the value of your reputation and status. Not that any of it matters, but if you really care about yourself, you need to care about others. Because the moment you stop caring about someone else, that will just take away from you as a human, even if it doesn't affect your reputation. Maybe people think you're better for it. That, oh, he made fun of this kid. It's so great. It's all good. Well, I'll tell you this right now. You shouldn't make fun of anyone because the moment you do, whatever you put out into that universe is going to come right back to you. No matter what part religion you're part of, whether you believe it or not, karma exists in some form. Whether it's completely coincidental that something bad will happen to you if you've done something bad or something good will happen to you that you've done something good. It exists. Karma is out there. 
and you can't disrespect karma. You can't diss karma. Karma doesn't care about you. It cares about what you do. And I'm sorry if you don't want to believe that. I'm sorry if you just... If you feel like you don't want to believe something. Because facts are facts, people. It reminds me of that one Futurama clip where the guy goes, Thanks to denial, I've become immortal. You can't just do that. You can't just deny that you're a bad person and have it be true. You can't just deny that someone is worth what they're worth and have it be true. You are not God. You can't play God in this world. You were not made to play God. You were made to play human. You were made to play kind, respectful human. And I know that sounds cliche. I know that sounds corny. I know that sounds cheesy. But by fucking God, go by it. No one deserves the way some people are being treated in this world. Whether you believe that on a political basis, a personal basis, or any basis at all. No one ever, 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 ever deserves to be treated any less than royalty. Everyone needs to be respected and loved by at least one person. And there are people out there who don't get that. There are people out there who don't who aren't loved by anybody. And we as people who are loved by so many people think we have it so bad. But if you go into places like the Middle East where women are oppressed, if you go into places like Port like uh Brazil. If you go into Brazil, that's one of the most dangerous countries. People who live in there, whether they realize it or not, are at risk every time they walk out of their door. But, we think we have it so bad. People who live in the suburbs, I don't, obviously, but people who live in the suburbs think they have it bad. How? I don't know. They just do. A lot of them do. But then they never pay attention to the people in the ghettos who can't walk out of their house thinking or wondering about whether they're going to get shot or not. Whether or not they're going to get robbed or whether or not they're going to lose their life. People put a value on human life and then they look at the value they put on someone and they look at them and they go, my value is higher because my situation is worse when they don't even look at the details. Now how, you may say, Colin, how does this round all back to relationships? Is the fact that when we look at someone and consider them our pieces of meat just to play around with and feel like we love, just to break up with them a week later because we've lost feelings or it's all their fault? That's stupid. Because we don't know what they go through, truly. You may think you do, but you don't. People think without acting in this world. And that's just how it is. So, people abnormalities I challenge you for the rest of your life this challenge doesn't last a week or a month maybe the rest of the year no this lasts for the rest of your life you never put a value on human life don't put a value on yours don't put a value on someone else's treat them as humans the human value humans have value and it's all the same and the moment you take that for granted 
that karma is going to come right back around you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of Normality Has Left the Chat. I'm your host, Colin Hool, or Winnie, signing off for maybe a day or two. Whatever. Bye, guys.